Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 8th of December 2023, including the supernatural ITVX drama Platform 7 and the Apple TV documentary series John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial. And we'll also be checking out Now TV relationship comedy Smothered and going on a spiffing adventure with a famous five on CBBC and BBC iPlayer. But first in, what is in the news? In Netflix's as yet untitled period drama, Denzel Washington is set to play ancient Carthaginian military commander Hannibal, who led an army over the Alps. I mean, they could call it the Elephant Man. Couldn't they, Hannah? But never mind that. What, what else is in the news? Well, the six-part Paramount Plus drama Stags centres on groom-to-be Stu, played by Nico Miralegro, I need to put my teeth back in, whose stag party in South America goes awry when the revellers end up in prison. Ooh. We've all been there. So um, <laughs> quite a lot of death in this week's pod. If I had to find a connecting theme... Starting on ITVX with a new drama that arrived on Thursday the 7th of December. It's called Platform 7 and here's a clip. If you're planning on doing what I think you are, trust me, it's no great Shakespeare in Dead, it really isn't. Sir, can I help you? Can I help you? Please don't do this. Please, wait. <laughs> Wait, sir, I'm coming to talk to you. Yes, another drama based on a best-selling novel, Hannah. In this case, it's by Louise Doughty. And as ever, I haven't read it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a four-parter, and it stars Lisa Evans, who was really good as a, a drug dealer in Top Boy. She was, she was a standout, one of the standout cast members, I would say. She's the star of this. And she is just playing a ghost, basically, who is hanging around. She's sort of trapped in the train station where she lost her life. But she doesn't know anything about her sort of backstory or exactly what happened. The first thing we see, so this isn't really a spoiler, because it's the very first thing we see. Phil Davis, yes, of Quadrophenia fame and so many other things. So he arrives late at night on the station platform with his dog. It's rather heartbreaking, actually. Uh, he says goodbye to the dog and he throws himself in front of a train. And she is witnessing all this and she's trying to talk to him, but because she's a ghost, he can't see her and he can't hear her. The next day, the ghost of Phil Davis's character is there and he finds out, well, now he can see and talk to her, but he discovers that, like her, he can't leave the station. He's trapped. So you think it's, it's quite an interesting conceit. I like the premise, but I've got to say the dialogue is, is very bad. It really is incredibly clunky and there's a lot of exposition, unnecessary exposition. Episode one didn't grab me. She's just kind of wafting about, looking a bit vacant on the station, following people's lives. Anyway, something happens, thank goodness, 
that means she can leave the station. And, and then I think it's going to get more interesting as she starts sort of eavesdropping on, for instance, what her ex-boyfriend is doing now, what are her family doing, and trying to piece together what happened to her. Though I don't, I don't really understand why Phil Davis, can, his character, can remember exactly what happened to him, but hers can't. Anyway, I'm sure there's a good reason. So... Yeah, I do, even though I really like Lisa Evans, I think she's terrific, and it's no fault of hers that this this, this didn't work for me. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't particularly like it. What did you think, Hannah? I I did quite like it. I I know what you mean about the sort of the the clunky narrative, but I quite liked the premise of the whole thing. And um, in fact, we were having a conversation the other day about ghosts and do you believe in them? And you know, there was sort of it was very divisive. You know, some people were like, well, yeah, of course, absolutely, and other people absolutely not. And I suppose I'd put myself in the agnostic part. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. And this really interested me because it was a, it was a topic of conversation, and that we were saying, well, if you die, do you, is there a sort of a moment where you're trapped between life and death? And of course, that's exactly what this was. So I suppose interested me even more i i do think at the beginning like you say like what was the purpose she's wafting around doing nothing but i think the story i haven't read the book but the story um works because she kind of ends up sort of almost investigating her own death and you know was it really you know taking her own life or was it something else with the darker forces at play and i think that um yeah, I, I, I like. I, I thought it was quite. I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite a different take. It's a bit creepy in places. Makes you think twice about things. Agreed, a bit clunky, but yeah, I, I, I was. I was up for it. I enjoyed it. Something very different over on Sky Comedy <laughs> and Now TV, arriving on Thursday, the seventh of December. It's a new comedy series called Smothered, and here's a clip. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? I got for this girl. She lured me into this insane scheme. Sex must have been great. Best I ever had. This is my boyfriend. We're just two adults having a hot, casual affair. But how casual is casual? No last names, no details. Three weeks and we're done. Ah! What a life. I know why you gave this to me, because this is totally up my street. I absolutely loved it. This is exactly what you would call light entertainment. And that ticks every box for me at this time of year while I'm rapping. So it's a new six part uh, rom-com. It's called Smothers. And it's about two people who are completely disillusioned with dating. They're fed up of it. You know, we've all been there. You start a relationship, find out that you know, life's too complicated and actually he doesn't or she doesn't want what you want and vice versa or there's baggage. It just all becomes really difficult. So this follows two singletons who absolutely feel that way and they want to have a keeping it casual relationship. Um, except, so Sammy, played by Danielle Vitalis and Tom, played by John Pointing, and they just have a chemistry. So, that, well, it's only going to last a week, only last two weeks, only about last three weeks. You delete each other's numbers, no strings of fair. And that, but why? Why are they ending it when actually they're having loads and loads of fun? So it's really passionate. Your know, friends are worried. They're seeing getting really involved, but you know why not? The, but the pair of them are just having a really good time, and essentially they just can't. Um, 
this no strings affair goes from that to wanting to be so much more. But there is baggage um, in the form of, of a little one. And so there's it's important to kind of, you know, that there's another sort of element to this, I suppose, rather than it just being one dimensional. And um, they're totally different, these two people. But when they're apart, they hate it. Um, and and she doesn't know anything about him either, any more than he knows about her. So they've kind of it has just been very much, you know, sleeping with one another and 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 having a laugh and going for dinner. And so when they start to learn about each other's lives, will the wheels come off? So really light entertainment. Um, but I just I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I thought the premise of this: how many people have gone down that road of just having something really complicated and wanting something really uncomplicated, but then you fall in love. That's the word, fall in love, and it all goes wrong, or will it go right? I'll leave you hanging there. <laughs> oh. Well, every so often, uh, a new voice comes along and, and gives, just gives a fresh perspective on dating and relationships. And you think, yeah, that is what it's actually like. It's not like all those rom-coms. And this is a case in point. If you think back to things like Fleabag, the film Rye Lane starstruck by Rose Matafeo. And this is another one. I thought it was really good. And, of course, a lot of people are becoming disillusioned with dating via apps, aren't they? And they want to get back into kind of meeting people in in an organic way, like in the real world. Anyway, start episode one is great because, um, yeah, Sammy is, is just ranting about meeting all these terrible men. <laughs> and the two of them end up, in a karaoke bar, he's kind of reluctantly going to a work stew, but he really doesn't want to. I mean, he definitely doesn't want to sing. And they just kind of get chatting mm-hmm. at the bar, but they couldn't be more different, really. She's incredibly extrovert and, and upbeat and lively, and he's just very quiet. Um, and they just get drunk together and get into the karaoke. And you think, yeah... It, it's it's so easy to overact being drunk, isn't it? But they they absolutely nail what it's like when you unexpectedly have a big night out, especially doing karaoke, and it's just great. It's so fresh and new, and yeah, I I absolutely I absolutely loved it. I was really pleasantly surprised. Over on Apple TV Plus, we're going to look at a new three part documentary series which arrives on, well, I say it arrived on Wednesday, the 6th of December. It's called John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial. And here's a clip. We will now begin our moment of silence to pay our respects to John Lennon. Lennon was walking in and this kid says, John Lennon. John was laying straight out like that. No movement, nothing. This guy just shot John Lennon. So, 8th of December, 1980, so we're very close to the anniversary. John Lennon was gunned down outside his New York apartment building by Mark Chapman. And for people who are old enough to remember it, it was it was one of those real huge moments in, in popular culture, uh, and people were massively affected by it. So this is looking at... I mean, I don't think I've seen that much stuff about the Lennon murder. This is very much looking at Chapman and his motivation and his backstory rather than going into John Lennon's story, which has been a fairly well-trodden story, isn't it? But it's so shocking. I mean, obviously, this is another very good reason why you shouldn't 
be able to buy a gun. Lennon's life had already been, as, as a young man, it had been hit by tragedy because his, his mother got run over, didn't she? His father left. And he'd very much devoted his, his adult life to peace and love, hadn't he, famously? So for, the, for him to be gunned down by a stranger is, is particularly tragic. So episode one really focuses in on that night. So they're talking to a cab driver who, who dropped someone off outside the Dakota building just as Chapman was confronting Lennon. They talk to paramedics. They talk to the security guys. So it's quite in-depth. And and you just see this this huge crowd assembles outside the building when the when the news breaks because Lennon meant people did kind of project onto him a bit I guess a bit like with Lady Diana but Lennon meant a lot to a lot of people and there and there are inconsolable people saying it's not true he can't be dead it's a fascinating story actually I'm off to Liverpool this weekend to sort of for full Beatles immersion. Yeah, I thought it was really good, particularly for someone of my generation. Fascinating. Um, and I, I very much enjoyed episode one. Um, what did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I always like things like this because um, it feels, well, it is very accessy, isn't it? And they're interviewing um, eyewitnesses that have never been spoken to um, before that, that have been televised, I suppose. Um, and then some of um, his closest friends. And so... I think um, you sort of feel, you're right, actually, there hasn't been a lot on this. We've talked before about kind of docu-series like this where you feel like there's been a lot done about it and yet they still manage to find more exclusive content. I don't feel like this has been done over and over at all, so it felt very fresh um, and sort of brought to life that just absolutely terrible time, like you say, every reason why why, why guns shouldn't be so easily accessible and, you know, as they have been. And... Um, it's just really upsetting, isn't it? The fam, but of course it's upsetting. It's just, I think it bring it brings that part to life. But as I say, it's that access. It's that um, almost being present when it it happened, despite you know some of us not even being here in the world. It yes, it yet yeah, we know about it, um, and it brings that awful time to life. So I thought it was I thought it was really interesting, quite moving in places. Well, we're going to finish on. CBBC and BBC iPlayer with a new series arriving on Saturday the 9th of December. It's the Famous Five. <laughs> and here's a clip. Bad things keep happening on this island. Don't touch it! I think they were looking for the lost church of Kieran Island. found something. Great. A car. It's like a cryptic crossword clue. Never underestimate children. They do appear to be getting on famously. I was, it was interesting because... When my children, no, when I was at school, I remember my mum getting a call saying she shouldn't be reading in a Blyton. It's really bad. She shouldn't be reading in a Blyton. And then my mum saying, any reading is good reading. Leave her alone. <laughs> and then I kind of, even these days, in a Blyton's kind of, there's a bit of council culture, isn't there? And what have you. But guess what? Famous Five has been picked up by the Beeb. And um, this is really a very lavish adaptation um quite different um quite unusual uh, uh, in places i think um but essentially it follows the escapades of the famous five it does what it says on the tin most of us have read the book most of us know about it but this is um 
it's modernized, but it's modernized in a way that doesn't, I was going to use a word then that I shouldn't use for binge watch, it, in a way that doesn't ruin, um, it, it doesn't ruin what you already know. Um, and I think that's key because I think there'll be some sort of level of pushback over that because it's sort of a, a charmed memory for many people and it's a classic and that's where it should remain. And I think, to be honest, I think they've done a pretty good job of modernising it without ruining the actual story. So I was a Secret 7 uh, fan, Hannah, growing up. But of course, the comic strip famously did a, a pastiche of the famous five. And it's very easy to overdo it, isn't it? With, you know, they're all lashings of ginger beer and, you know, oh, oh, Anne, you're so sensible. But I think they've done a good job on this. And even though some people will undoubtedly call it woke. So we start off with um, George, who's a tomboy. She's played by Diana Babnikova. Her London cousins, Julian, Dick and Anne, are coming to stay with her in the country. And and like kids often are, she, she doesn't want them to come and she doesn't want to talk to them and she doesn't want to play with them. But she does find this beautiful dog on the beach and a dead body in a diving outfit and one of those old-fashioned divers with the heavy boots and the kind of the, the goldfish bowl helmet so there's a mystery there's a villain there's the youngsters getting to know each other i i just thought it was it was delightfully done and they kept it kind of nice and naturalistic and, and quite low-key which i particularly appreciated but i would say come on bbc let's have the secret seven with scamper the dog next please now we've got to that time hannah we find out what the heck you've been binging on this week. Well, the decks went up in my mother's home, so I watched Home Alone. Well, I put the children in front of Home Alone. It felt very Christmassy. Um, and of course, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is um, on the screens every night. I haven't watched any of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Tree is Up, sixteen ninety nine from Lidl. It's a beauty. I've been watching, of course true crime documentaries why would you watch anything else so the very good murder on the beach series on channel four which is about a baby that was found on a beach in ireland with terrible stab wounds that's a fascinating investigation and the reliably brilliant 24 hours in police custody also on channel four <laughs> on this week's episode is a corker about two guys who are off their face on vodka waving a rifle around in the block of flats where they live so that's and then it turns into a siege situation so that's that's really really good now we've just got time to look forward to next week's offerings hannah so what are we going to be talking about well get set for ardman animations fun-filled chicken run sequel can't wait dawn of the nugget which will be on netflix and dynamo is going underground for his latest death-defying stunt in dynamo is dead on now tv so we look forward to those and much much more as we continue to build up to the double christmas and new year podcast hannah can't wait for that but we'll have to wait a little longer yeah. however in the meantime keep watching, watching.